Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liberty Roundtable Live. My name is Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. For November the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2019, this is our one of two, but we have an incredible two-hour special interview today. We'll get into the details in just a second, but understand, ladies and gentlemen, this is hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips. Make no mistake about it. Our goal always, just to make this very clear, uh, you know, a lot of the mainstream press folks want you to believe their news when they're not, want you to believe their news when it's commentary, want you to believe it's fact when it's opinion. They play games like that all day long, thus the term fake news has been popularized in recent times. However, you know what? We tell you flat out when it's news, flat out when it's commentary, flat out when it's fact, flat out when it's opinion. Uh, We do our very best to get your arms around exactly what we're doing every time. They run around and challenge our credibility every time. It's sad to say, but it's true. We're into the who, what, when, where, why of stories every time. They can't handle the heat. That's why the new media is taking center stage, and that's why the mainstream press gatekeepers are falling into yesteryear's news. Uh, Nevertheless, I digress. I spend time on this because I want you to understand a few things, very simply. You know, the interview we're about to do is very, very controversial, and a lot of people won't touch it with a 10-foot pole, not because the facts aren't there, but because they're afraid. You see, in America, we have created created this idea that you're only allowed to say certain words. You're only allowed to say certain things. You're only allowed to, to document certain things. You're only allowed to question certain things. And if you go off into the unallowed areas, then you know what? You have completely lost your mind and you've completely lost your credibility. And that's the lie that the communists tell, ladies and gentlemen. That's the lie the tyrannical thugs tell. It's kind of back in the day. Let me read you the word of God from the Bible. That was before printing presses, right? And let me tell you what God says. And folks found out once they were able to read what God said, thanks to printing presses, etc., they decided it wasn't what they'd been told for centuries and centuries. And people started to think, and wow, what an amazing reality transformation that was, right? Well, the same thing is true in modern day. They want you to believe certain things because if you question them, you have gone into whacked out conspiracy land. You've gone into extremism. You, in fact, you could be the best journalist, the best physicist, the best with just accolades through the wazoo. But then you take on an issue they don't want you to take on and instantly your credibility is completely flat out destroyed. Why is that in America? Why can't we have dialogue in America? Why can't we agree to disagree in America without attacking credibility? And the answer is because the truth is on our side. 
And when we bring up things they don't like and they're not comfortable with, they have no arguments left except for to attack our credibility. That's the reality check. Well, you know, back in the day, we used to interview a gentleman. He passed away in 1998. Very strange circumstances uh, regarding his passing. Uh, His name was James Collier, and he did uh, a series of things. One, he talked about vote scam. And boy, howdy, was he ahead of his time, huh? He talked about it in detail, and now Barack and Donald Trump and everybody's admitting to vote scams everywhere. So, you know, he's been vindicated on that one, that's for sure. They used to mock him for that, too. But then he went off into absolute conspiracy land, they would say. He was an incredible journalist, but he, well, somehow he just lost his mind and his credibility, see? Well, see, that's the lie they tell. He did a video called, Was It Only a Paper Moon? And he asked a question. Are you allowed to ask questions in America? What if they're the wrong kind of questions? Can you ask those? Or can you only ask approved questions, acceptable questions, uh, sane questions, right? How dare you ask, what, not sane questions? I don't know how to put it. Anyway, I bring this all up because he asked a question and he created a video around it, a movie. Was it only a paper moon? Apollo hoax, James and Collier. Well, anyway, we used to interview this guy and it was great interviews and he had a lot of compelling information that was just shocking. It made you just go, hmm, are you being serious right now? And he questioned and said, flat out, we didn't go to the moon. I've just got too many things that I've researched, too much data. You know what? The moon landings were a flat out hoax. Well, now poor James is, you know, dead. I don't know if it relates to that reporting or not. But I do know this. Anybody who challenges the status quo on certain topics uh, is absolutely obliterated. Um, And so people come to me privately and they say, Sam, you know what? You're an incredible, credible talk show host. Uh, But man, you better not take on those topics because if you do, Sam, your credibility will absolutely be slaughtered, destroyed. You'll lose all credibility. People will just think of you as a whack. They just won't give you the time of day anymore because they'll say, if he's that whacked on this issue, then how can he be credible on any other issue? See, this is the dishonest lie they tell, right? Can I have an opinion on something, whether it's different than yours, and still be credible, still present facts on something, even if you believe my opinion or my conclusions are wrong? See, can't we accept in America that people might have a same set of facts and come to different conclusions and that's okay? Can we leave certain things to the court of public opinion and say, you know what, I don't know the truth, or I don't know where something belongs or goes? Can we do that? Well, what if some of us already have the facts and we've made up our minds and we have a solid view on something? And let's say it's completely different than somebody else's view. Can we accept that as okay in America? Or do we got to put somebody in a round room over it? Why, if we're so confident in our positions, do we need a round room for the other side? So let me give you an example. The guys that claim we went to the moon... I think they belong in a round room. They don't have any facts on their sides at all. They got circumstantial deception, for sure, but they don't have any facts, per se. Uh, They take things and claim they're facts, but under scrutiny, it melts right on down. Well, do they belong in a round room? According to their logic, the answer is we all do. According to my logic, I say they can have their goofy opinion if they want to. They can be wrong if they choose. This is not the tyrannical communist nation of China. This is America. And so I submit to you, as you listen to this two-hour interview, ladies and gentlemen, that you understand and step back and say, hey, what if we present something that's totally wacky in your mind? Can you still accept it and 
look at it with an open mind and an open heart and still say, I may not agree with them, but there's credibility and there's certainly valid, legitimate questions. And they certainly have the right to think and believe and say and, and research and come to the conclusions they choose. Really, the question is, do you believe in the First Amendment? Do you believe in the First Amendment of the supreme law of our land? I, for one, absolutely do. So go ahead, you mainstream thugs. Try to attack my credibility. Good luck. I'll eat you alive. Okay? Credibility is in an open journalistic mind. Credibility is bringing all sides to the table. That's called Liberty Roundtable Live, baby. Okay? Credibility is having an open mind to discuss these things, to ask relevant questions, to vet things the best you can, to admit when you know something and when you don't, but to acknowledge facts, to acknowledge science, to know when you have a question that just can't be answered or resolved, to know when you have a question that gives you a different answer than what you may be thinking, that is real, honest, open, fair, credible journalism, ladies and gentlemen. I digress. It's time for our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy was the cat's meow in terms of journalism. I mean, he had been reported, or he has reported through some of the biggest news services in the world. They loved him. He was credible. It was incredible. Until he decided to talk about the moon. He's convinced we didn't go. His research shows some facts that are beyond making you go, hmm. And the journalism and the on-the-ground reporting that he has done is absolutely incredible. His name is Bart Sibrel. And he's an award-winning filmmaker, writer, author, investigative journalist, Sibrel. S-I-B-R-E-L, Sibrel.com is his website. We're going to get into it. Bart, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hey, Sam. How's it going? Yeah, it's going fantastic, sir. Sorry for such a long-winded explanation, but I want Americans, they need to reset their understanding uh, when we have discussions in America. Why, when we discuss certain topics, can't you even have your own thoughts or opinions or questions or you're dubbed the flat-out nut? and they attack your credibility, I submit it's because they don't have any arguments left. Well, you know, I have this scripture here by my desk because I've received, I don't know, a hundred or more death threats for simply saying that the government lied on at least one occasion about something that apparently has really uh, become a god to people, the moon landings. It's like telling them that their home team, even though no one is actually from their hometown on their home team, and they say, well, we won the Super Bowl. I'm like, well, were you uh, on the team? Well, no. Were you uh, in the stadium? Well, no. Uh, are any of those guys actually from your state or your city? Well, no. Uh, but we won. And it's like telling them, well, they cheated. They put, uh, you know, a sleeping aid in the Gatorade of the other team, and they bribed the referees. Even if true, they don't want to hear it. So the scripture I have here, Sam, at my desk says, Blessed am I when persecuted for doing right. This makes my destiny the kingdom of heaven. Blessed am I when, for doing right, I'm insulted, falsely accused, and spoken hatefully of. For in the same way the prophets who preceded me were also treated. Rejoice, for I will join them in heaven with Jesus. And so that's what kind of keeps me going. Are we living for this life or for the next one? If we're living for this life, we care what people say about us. If we're living for the next one, then we don't. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Bart Sibrel and com. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, a hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, libertyroundtable.com. Our guest, Bart Sibrel. Award-winning filmmaker, writer, investigative journalist, Sibrel.com, S-I-B-R-E-L, just like it sounds, Sibrel.com is his incredible website. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to ask yourself, do you still believe there's a free press outside of government control these days? If you count Liberty Roundtable Live, maybe so, but for the most part, there is not. Uh, and that's the problem that I have with it. Why can't these media people uh, open up their minds? Have Bart on, have a fair dialogue, an open, non-biased dialogue, and let everybody make their claims on either side of the issue. Let them present their evidence, if you will, and let the chips fall where they may. Let the people decide what they think. And the answer, because they know full well that people will come to the truth. Once they get the truth, people are pretty smart. But as long as people are absolutely deceived, they can't get to the truth. So the question becomes, ladies and gentlemen, for this two hours, were the Apollo moon landings staged by NASA and controlled by the CIA? And I'm telling you, the answer comes to be yes. Now, Bart produced two main documentary films. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon is one of them. Go look it up. A funny thing happened on the way to the moon. The second one is astronauts gone wild, an investigation into the authenticity of the moon landings. Now, Let's be very clear. Um, the Astronauts Gone Wild is not like Girls Gone Wild. It's not a sex party, folks. It is astronauts get confronted by, hey, did you walk on the moon? And will you swear on the Bible that you did? And uh, Bart literally tracks down all these folks that walked on the moon and confronts them. And it gets crazy. 
uh, with that introduction, Bart, I want to start out by asking you, how did you first get on to this topic? Because it's not a topic most journalists are even willing to touch. They hear it and they go, that's crazy. And, and that's the end of that. How did you get into taking this seriously, first of all? Well, I grew up as the biggest fan of the moon missions. I remember uh, when I was about four, I was actually asleep at the time. Uh, I was past my bedtime when they allegedly walked on the moon. My father was an Air Force uh, major, and he got a VIP package. He was associated with the moon landing to a certain degree. don't want to go into now. But uh, he gave me a VIP package of all the color prints, 9x12s, about 20 of them. I put them up on my bedroom wall. And I looked at them every day from the age of 4 to 14, you know, that's about 3,650 times of imprinting. And when I was 14, I saw a TV show with Bill Casey on it. He was a former rocket-dying contractor for NASA during the Apollo program for six years. And he said uh, that the moon landings were fake. And fortunately, that caught me as an open-minded 14-year-old. And sure enough, I went back to those pictures I had seen all those times and looked at them with new eyes and started seeing some strange anomalies therein. Now, Bill Casey had high security clearances because he edited the grammar between interdepartmental memos between generals so that they didn't look like the uneducated men. Some of them really were, at least grammatically. And so he read a memo from Von Braun that said the odds of going to the moon on the first attempt with 1960s equipment was 1 in 10,000. And if you have to look at this, if you want to just summarize the logic as to why the moon landings are indeed fake, it's simply the following. Uh, today, 50 years later, with five decades of better rockets and computers, they can now, NASA can only send astronauts one thousandth the distance to the moon. So has Now, Bart, hold on. I want you to say that again, because this is critical to understand and really think about. Don't just dismiss this. Really think about this statement. Go ahead, sir. Okay, well, here we are today, 50 years after they went to the moon on the first attempt with 1960s technology. A cell phone has one million times the computing power than all of NASA did 50 years ago, okay? And now, with 50 years better technology, 50 years better computers and rockets, now we can only go one thousandth the distance to the moon with a human on board, okay? Has there ever been a technological achievement in the entire history of the world, like the first automobile, the first airplane, the first nuclear reactor, that 50 years later it was at far surpassed, much less no one on Earth could duplicate it, and the capability was only one thousandth of what it was 50 years ago. Now, if I told you Toyota 50 years ago, made a car that could go 50,000 miles on a gallon of gasoline. And yet today, their best car with 50 years better technology can only go 1,000th the distance or 50 miles per gallon. Well, you would say, obviously, the previous claim was a forgery. Has there ever been a technological achievement that no one could repeat 50 years later, and that was only 1,000th the capability? And there's only one time, Bart. I've thought about this long and hard because the question is a poignant one, to say the least. I've thought about this long and hard, and I've come up with an answer. You ready for it? Sure. There is only one circumstance that I believe that has happened, and it's happened a few times in the world, but here it is. Only when a society is completely destroyed, 
then their technology may be lost. Uh, so the Mayans, for example, had, or you know, the Egyptians had some very unique things that we're discovering that they could do and we don't exactly know uh, how or what they were doing or how they did it only because their societies were completely wiped out oh was yeah, that lost hit by an asteroid or had a solar storm or something like that but we're talking about right modern technology that's never happened that's right and that's my point is that even when you answer the question as honestly as you can you come come up to the idea that only in situations that we don't have could you even point to that possibility right yeah, I mean, if they could go to the moon on the very first attempt with 1960s technology 50 years ago, we would be in another solar system by now. Men would have walked on Mars 10 years later, 40 years ago, which never happened, and there would be bases on the moon today by numerous countries, of which there are none. If it weren't for people's emotional attachment to this, they would see the obviousness of the truth. It's also the only time in history where they spent all this money, an equivalent of in today's dollars of $175 billion, and once they were done, they destroyed all the technology. They destroyed the hardware, they destroyed the blueprints, they destroyed the flight data, they destroyed the original videotape. That's never happened in the history of the world. You might as well ask Bill Gates if after he spent $175 billion to build the world's first computer that he could get the schematics all the hardware, and threw it into the fire. That's never happened before. In fact, a B-52 bomber was first made 70 years ago. And this, by the way, is by the government that can keep the details on your life so much to where if you lie in your IRS records, you go to jail. They can keep your personal details and never lose them, folks. Right? Well, that that aircraft was built 70 years ago, and there's still 200 of them in service. Now they're saying they have to, quote, return to the moon, and yet it's taking much more time than it did with 50-year-older technology. And I got another challenge. I got another challenge, Bart. If they went flawlessly the first time then, can they duplicate that? Well, no, they can't because the current NASA administrator says the Apollo technology is not good enough today to go to the moon. Oh, really? It worked flawlessly on the first attempt. And if the B-52 is 70 years old, and they're, and they're still using it, then it makes no sense that they destroyed the original video tape, flight data, hardware, schematics, electrical drawings. Obviously, they only did that to hide the evidence of the fraud because someone could look at the battery power and say, it's impossible. My it's open power. challenge to NASA is use the ancient technology of 50 years ago uh, or antiquated technology of 50 years ago that was flawless, as you claim, or use your own modern devices and modern engineering and modern capability and technology of today. Take your pick. I want you to go again with a flawless delivery, first try, um, and see how you do. You can pick the two, modern-day tech or old year, yesteryear tech, and you can go in either case or combine them, whatever you want to. And, and I want to see you go again with a flawless delivery, first try. People don't understand that the space station is only 250 miles up. So pick where you live, pick a city 250 miles away, and straight up, that's as far as they can go now. And now NASA can't even do that. They have to piggyback on a Soviet rocket. The enemy has to take us up. We can't even go into Earth orbit one thousandth of distance to the moon. Now, NASA has no capability to do that today. Contrast that in perspective. If the space station is 250 miles up, what is the moon, 38,000? No, 238,000. About a thousand times farther, or basically a little bit. Yeah, it's 238,000 about, depending on where you are, but it's about 238,000, right? 
That's right, which is about a thousand times farther than the space station. Okay, and they want us to believe everything they accept, and if we question it, they don't discuss the issues with us point by point. They don't let the American people draw their own conclusion. What they do is they attack Bart's character. Now, they used to praise Bart. See, Bart used to be a well-known, recognized journalist um, with incredible credibility. See, until I did this story, or back in the day with James Collier and others, I was very credible, see? Why attack our credibility? Why not debate it point by point? We're going to do just that as the next two hours unfold. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest, Bart Sibrel. His website, Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L, Sibrel.com. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Hang tight, folks. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. And I just don't think he fits the moment. That's current New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio blasting former Mayor Michael Bloomberg for considering running for the White House. Bloomberg, a former Republican and former Independent, has recently registered as a Democrat for a possible 2020 run. De Blasio says there is no way that Democrats would nominate a billionaire who epitomizes the status quo. The Democratic Party of today is squarely focused on all issues of equality, income inequality, uh, racial and ethnic equality, gender equality. De Blasio pulled out of the race not long ago. Former President Jimmy Carter going into surgery shortly to relieve pressure on the brain from bleeding after two recent falls. The 95-year-old Carter admitted to Emory University Hospital in Atlanta last evening. This is USA Radio News. You have a job to fill. You post your opening to dozens of online job sites and receive 600 resumes which you barely have time to eyeball and settle on someone good on paper. In real life, they aren't. You train, retrain, correct, redo, admit defeat, start all over again. Robert Half is the better way to find top talent quickly. Robert Half interviews and custom matches applicants to your exact requirements. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com. An official message from Medicare. It's open enrollment, Fred. Time to compare plans. Oh, Alice, we're fine with what we have. Well, that's what the Johnsons thought until they tried Medicare's new plan finder. The Johnsons, huh? We saved on our prescription costs. And got extra benefits. Come on, Fred, maybe we'll find something better. Plans change every year. Use the new plan finder at Medicare.gov to compare health and drug plans. Open enrollment ends December 7th. What do you know? Comparing plans really pays. The impeachment inquiry continues on Capitol Hill with an update from USA Radio News. Here's correspondent Robin Walensky. The impeachment inquiry hearings scheduled to get underway Wednesday on Capitol Hill as more transcripts released. It's expected the White House will release a transcript of its own of President Trump's first phone call with the Ukrainian president from back on April 21st. Multiple sources now saying no issue at all with that call. The latest battle, though, on Capitol Hill revolves around who Republicans want to call as witnesses. California Republican 
Devin Nunes wants to hear from nine people, including the whistleblower, Hunter Biden, and his dad, former Vice President Joe Biden. But in a letter to Nunes, Democrat Adam Schiff saying calling the whistleblower to Capitol Hill would be redundant and unnecessary. This is USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Live and on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Our special guest, Bart Sibrel. Sibrel.com is his website, ladies and gentlemen. S-I-B-R-E-L. Sibrel.com. you got to ask the question, do you still believe there's a free press outside of government control? Were the Apollo moon landings staged by NASA and controlled by the CIA? The real myth is that astronauts went a thousand times further than they can go today with 50-year-older technology on the first attempt with, what, a millionth of the computing power that a cell phone has? This is the myth they should be busting, folks. So we're talking about the reality of this feat that they claim. So my challenge, number one, is use whichever technology you guys want to, old or new, and go to the moon first try and prove it. All right. They act like we have to prove that we didn't go to the moon. I submit they have to prove we did go to the moon. They're the ones making the claims that have never been done in the world's history. Why do we have to prove they didn't go? Why shouldn't they be proving they did go? See how they manipulate that discussion right out of the gate. All right. But if we did go, um, I would ask this of the scientists. Why won't they discuss it? In an open dialogue, what they claim is, oh, you guys have already made your goofy claims about this photo or that photo. And well, with those claims, um, we've debunked them all already. This is a waste of time dismissed next. The problem is we keep getting more and more and more evidence that backs up our claim, which is you can't prove we went to the moon. You can't prove it. And you pretend that you can prove it, but you're lying. So, Bart, one of the unique things that you've done is you've taken uh, this story. Uh, and really, as a investigative journalist, brought forth more evidence than anybody I have ever seen on this topic. And uh, part of it starts with the unedited footage uh, you've managed to uh, curate, right? Oh, that's correct. In fact, I have it queued up so that your radio audience can listen to one of the most important segments. Basically, I was producing a documentary under the theory that it might be true that they faked going to the moon. Uh, this took seven years to produce. It cost nearly a million dollars to produce the films that I produced. They were uh, contributed by a millionaire who is a board member of an aerospace company who's building rockets for NASA. Who knows? We didn't go to the moon. He's the one who financed my films. If you go to my Wikipedia page, it calls my films low budget. I guess a million dollars is a little budget to somebody, but they're not in my realm. They do anything they can, like you said, to discredit the messenger. In fact, here's a writing from Ellen White, the most published and translated woman in the world and most translated American author. She's talking about the last days in the Bible, but it applies to this. He says, today, as in former ages, the presentation of truth that exposes the sins and errors of our time will not be appreciated. They will assail the character and motives of those who stand in defense of unpopular truth. Well, I started this investigation 
I gave them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I had all this evidence. The Soviet Union was better. The photographies were inconsistent. I had two or three employees who said they didn't go to the moon who worked in the space program. And I said, well, you know, I need proof. Well, about halfway into the seven-year project, I exhaustively went through the archives, and no one had ever done that before because all the footage that most news journalists wanted to use were, you know, pre-edited things. So I exhaustively went through trying to look for a mistake, and lo and behold, I found one. You pop in the tape, and it says on the screen, you know, do not show to the public in big letters. Now, hold on. Why not show it to the public, ladies and gentlemen? Ask that question. Go ahead, sir. Well, you know, after uh, my film came out, this footage, which is remarkable, it shows them faking photography right in front of your eyes. You know, they said, well, that footage has been out there for a long time. No, it wasn't. It wasn't in any documentary until mine came out. So they show the less harmless segments of it. But the point is, they're faking a shot of being halfway to the moon right in front of your eyes. You see, they never left Earth orbit. And what a surprise, 50 years later, they can still not leave Earth orbit. So they pretended to be two days into the flight halfway to the moon. So the TV picture that the audience was seeing is like a little blue Earth with black around it, allegedly with the camera at the lens of the window of the spacecraft shooting a tiny Earth far away. We have the unedited version when, in fact, the camera's not at the window. It's all the way at the back of the spacecraft. They turned out the light. They blocked sunlight from entering the window. And they're in Earth orbit with a big blue ball Earth out the window. But with the camera back, it looks like the Earth floating in space. And even better than this, we have the CIA talking to them, telling them how to fake the shot. You see, if they're really only 250 miles above the Earth, then if I say, hello, how's it going, Sam, and you were... You could hear me right away. You'd say, I'm going fine. But wait a minute. That's too fast. You're supposed to be halfway to the moon or 180,000 miles out, 180,000 miles back for the radio signal. So they calculated an approximately two-second delay there and a two-second delay back or four seconds. So if NASA says, hey, how's it going, and the astronauts say fine right away, it would give away that they're really close to the Earth. So the CIA said, don't speak until we tell you count four seconds off, and then we'll say talk, and that way it'll appear as if you're halfway to the moon, even though you're still in Earth orbit. Listen, you can hear the CIA right now say talk. Hello, Apollo 11. Houston, Gulf Gong says that the TV looks great. Over. Okay, you heard it right there, talk. So that's the CIA, which we have on camera, prompting the astronauts not to speak until four seconds to go by to create this fake radio delay. Plus, we have the video of them faking it right in front of your eyes. Now, Sam, when I found that, I mean, that was like a life-changing experience. It says, oh, my gosh, they really didn't go to the moon. I called up Bill Casey in a panic, and he said, well, well, Bart, I told you. You know, the problem is whoever killed Kennedy, whether it was Castro or Cheney or the CIA, he's still dead. Whoever did 9-11, whether it's the Saudis or Cheney again, you know, 3,000 people are still dead. But this is really the only positive conspiracy. It's giving them something that they want. It's like taking candy away from a child who screams at you and curses at you when you're trying to protect their health. And here we are trying to wake up the American public to the great degree 
of the corruption and arrogance of the deep state and the federal government, and they don't want to hear it because they want to believe the lies. They want to believe these great things. And you know the Scripture says what is honorable above uh, among men is an abomination to God. So here's what's interesting, ladies and gentlemen. What do they do? What do they do when they're confronted with literally a smoking gun? I mean, I would call this a smoking gun in journalism. Would you, Bart? Yeah, in fact, I have this audio queued up. It's a Buzz Aldrin when I showed him this secret take, which he filmed himself. He fancied himself a cameraman. He filmed it, and he thought we had two cameras going on there. He knew this was fake footage that he shot. He knew he thought I was with ABC News. I was with ABC Digital, my private company. He thought the story had broken worldwide, and he said the following. Take a listen to this. Okay, so he just said, what an ego you must have. You must be doing this for fame's sake to prove this great story. He never said I was wrong. He only questioned my motives. He said, I'm doing this to become famous. I'm the Watergate reporter of modern times exposing this to become famous. How could I become famous if I'm wrong? You know? And then he goes on to say that he was only a passenger, right? They were allegedly piloting to the moon, but take a listen to him admitting this on camera. So he said, I was just a passenger. Well, that's true, because he only orbited the Earth for eight days under the control of NASA, and he just said, I need to talk to NASA administrator, not him. Now, when he says we're only passengers, we're just going on a flight. Let me ask you this question. When you go to the moon, do you say, I'm only a passenger, I'm just going on a flight? I mean, he makes it sound like he just got on uh, Southwest or something. Well, that's what he did, because they just all of them only orbited the, moon, uh, the Earth for eight days. That's all they did. They cannot leave Earth orbit. They don't even have enough fuel. We found documentation at someone's estate from a statement from Von Braun that said it would take three rockets to go to the moon, each taller than the Empire State Building, each weighing 800,000 tons. The Saturn V only weighed 2,500 tons. That's a difference of 30,000 percent. Now, if you say, Sam and Bart, uh, you know what? I get the thousand times technology discussion. I get the idea that, hey, technology doesn't go backwards. It goes forwards. Uh, I get a lot of your claims. I understand. Um, I don't take this video that you found unedited in the archives as the smoking gun like you do, Sam. I'm still skeptical. Then I say, okay, we'll continue, ladies and gentlemen. Sibril.com is the website. Quick pause, Bart. Hang on, a quick pause. Sibril.com. I want to come back, though. Many astronauts have admitted they didn't go to the moon. We'll talk about it. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store.
TalkRight, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. TalkRight makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download TalkRight today from Google Play or the App Store. Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class or rich, It Ain't Gonna Happen, a book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It Ain't Gonna Happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S., 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to submit to you that honesty is the issue. Let me say that again. Honesty is the issue. There is a credibility crisis. That's for sure. The question is, for who? Bart Sibrel, Sibrel.com, Sam Bushman, or your mainstream press government fake news folks? Okay. Did the CIA fake go into the moon? Were the Apollo moon landing stages by NASA? and controlled by the CIA, and the evidence is overwhelming. Bart, so a lot of these astronauts and a lot of these professionals in the, quote, space industry admit we can't go to the moon, right? Well, they admit that uh, 50 years later we cannot leave Earth orbit, <laughs> yes, which is basically saying we, we can't go to the moon because if we can't leave Earth orbit with 50-year better technology, how could we possibly go a 1,000 times further on the first attempt with one million, the computing power of a cell phone. That's their way of, it, of saying we didn't go to the moon without getting fired. So let's talk a little bit about how they admit it. They literally uh, document it several scientific ways. Uh, they talk about how we can't leave Earth's orbit because what would happen if they do? Well, first of all, they don't have enough fuel. Uh, the largest rocket that they were able to build, the Saturn V, weighed 2,500 tons. And Von Braun said, and he's the genius mathematician behind it, he said it would take three rockets, each weighing 800,000 tons. You would first have to ferry the fuel up to the space station. And then from there, after probably 100 to 300 trips of fuel only, then from there you could potentially go to the moon. He also said once you landed on the moon, you'd have to immediately go into a cave to protect yourself from micrometeorites. I don't know how many micrometeorites hit the Earth a day, but tens of thousands. They're just tiny particles about the grain of sand, but they're traveling at 25,000 miles per hour, which would go directly through your spacesuit, through your helmet, and all those are hitting the moon, every single one of them. Not a single one of them is destroyed. He said there would be a 50% chance of a catastrophic 
failure every 24 hours for micrometeorites. You couldn't sit there on a lunar module whose walls were as thick as aluminum foil and have these cloth, you know, space suits and be running around for three days without being killed by a micrometeorite. He said that also. Then there's all this galactic and space radiation and a great field surrounding the Earth called the Van Allen Radiation Belt. And Kelly Smith from NASA went on camera about four years ago and said that the radiation belt surrounding the Earth, which is about 750 miles above the space station, he says it's dangerous and we must first learn how to protect astronauts from this radiation before we can send people through this region of space, which means the technology to go through this radiation field on the way to the moon has yet to be invented. Now, when did he say this? Let's be clear. He said this about three years ago. And so I called up NASA as a journalist and said, let me talk to the guy who said, well, no, we don't allow that anymore since he put his foot in the mouth. And then they launched the Orion spacecraft about three years ago with Geiger counters to go into this radiation field, right? They come back with two Geiger counters, and I say, can I please have those readings? And they say, no, that information is classified. I said, really? When you send probes to the sun, is the temperature of the sun classified? When you send a probe to Jupiter, is the amount of helium in Jupiter's atmosphere classified? So why would a measurement of nature, like a temperature, why would the amount of radiation in this radiation field surrounding the Earth that you have to go through to reach the moon, why is that amount of radiation classified? Because if they told you, it would prove the astronauts couldn't possibly go through it and survive. In fact, Now, live on your radio, I'm going to issue an open challenge to the president of the united states mr donald j trump hey donald why don't you unclassify all that information for us sir if there's nothing to hide if we went to the moon 50 years ago this will vindicate the scientists the quote professionals the folks that spent billions and billions and billions of dollars on this idea it will vindicate them and shut down guys like bart in about three seconds if you're telling the truth, Bart. Well, I mean, the Kennedy assassination is about eight years older, and they won't release those documents. And And I think if the truth came out about the moon landing, that would be much more devastating than who killed Kennedy. You know what I mean? Even if the CIA admitted it, they would say, well, George Bush Sr., who supervised it, was, was dead, so so what? And oops, we made a mistake. You know what I mean? They won't even release that. The fact that they won't release the files about the JFK assassination is proof itself that Oswald didn't do it. Because if Oswald did it, they would release all the files that would prove it. But obviously these files disprove it. <laughs> That's why they won't release it. It's so obvious. You know, they have this big, you know, campaign to storm Area 51. They're in the wrong place. They need to be in Langley, Virginia, storming the CIA because 99% of what is classified is only hiding crimes of the federal government. You know? All right, now let's talk a little bit about the temperature. We talked about the Van Allen belt. The fact is the radiation, just explain, before we get to the temperature on the moon kind of thing, let's talk about the radiation belt. Though, What kind of radiation are we talking about so people understand? Because what they kind of think is, oh, they had the capability to deal with the radiation. Uh, they weren't in the radiation very long. Yeah, that kind of dose of radiation, um, you know, for long term might be a problem, but short term it wasn't an issue. The scientists come on video and say, oh, the radiation was not a problem whatsoever. Ever, right, sir? Well, it's kind of a circumventing logic here. I talked to the, quote, expert on the radiation belts now that 
uh, James Van Allen died. And I said, well, how do you know that the radiation belts aren't lethal? He said, because astronauts went through them going to the moon. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, that proves it, huh? You know, I, there is so much scientific evidence that they didn't go. I got this email that's about 50 pages long that just shows that the computers were even less than one million as fast as a cell phone, that they in no way could calculate the trajectories of two spacecrafts, one starting at zero miles per hour, eventually docking with one going 3,000 miles per hour, so they had no way to synchronize those with the existing computers. We have schematics of the batteries, which were basically a bunch of car batteries that they claimed powered air conditioning nonstop for three days against an outdoor temperature of 250 degrees. You have a Cadillac with a couple of the same batteries sitting in the desert at half that temperature. Uh, trust me, it's not going to power air conditioning for more than 10 or 15 minutes. And then the fuel, the rocket didn't have enough fuel to leave Earth orbit. Then the you know, shielding was less than that of the space station. And, and still, the space station uh, receives an enormous amount of radiation that is on the verge of affecting their health. You know, they, they, they have all these Santa Claus can go around the world in 24 hours excuses for a, a long list of scientific things that never happened. Bill Casey and people who worked at NASA couldn't understand the way they managed things. As soon as a department became proficient at their little cog in the wheel, they moved everybody out and moved new people in. And when they became proficient, they moved people out and moved people in. The exact opposite way you would do it for proficiently going to the moon the first time and not killing anybody. you know. And they did this for departmentalization. They had 145,000 people working on the atomic bomb during World War II, but only eight of them knew the secret. And let me tell you, I'm coming out with a book and in the book, I will reveal a source who was personally at the military base where they filmed the first moon landing in 1968. He was standing beside President Johnson while he watched it being filmed. We have the military base location, the code name for the project, and a list of 14 people who were there on the security visitors list. All that will be published next year. This is a, a tragedy of the federal government, and they're so afraid for the truth to come out because it will be the finger out of the dice. If, if America realizes that our government is so arrogant, so corrupt, embezzling $175 billion to fake going to the moon, they will restructure the federal government. They will get rid of the CIA. I mean, that's why they don't want this truth to come out. It's so embarrassing to them. So, ladies and gentlemen, in these two documentary films, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. This is where a lot of this gets exposed, where the scientists admit that we can't leave Earth's orbit now. A lot of people say, Sam, look, once you get into space, they can make that rocket go. That's not that hard. Yeah, but you got to get out of our orbit first. They can't do that, right? Anyway, so the first film, a funny thing happened on the way to the moon, documents a lot of this, you know what, admission uh, of reality. They don't blatantly admit they didn't go to the moon. What they do is they admit to scientific reality checks that mean we didn't go to the moon. The second movie, a documentary film, if you will, Astronauts Gone Wild, focuses on an investigation into the authenticity of the moon landings, uh, which means that Bart literally goes to all these um, astronauts uh, and people in the space industry and talks to them about this and they absolutely freak it's not a sex tape they don't they don't go crazy like the girls do and girls gone wild but they absolutely come unhinged the looks on their face 
These people sweat. These people backtrack. These people make literal fools of themselves, Bart. Well, also, one of them punches me. One of them kicks me. And one of them, when we had a wireless microphone accidentally left on them inside their house, we, with the doors closed, we were outside in the, in the car with the camera still rolling, we recorded their private audio where they're discussing calling the CIA to have me assassinated. Now, if they really went to the moon, then I'm just silly. Uh, and why would they have to call the CIA to kill a journalist if what he was exposing wasn't true. And why do they have to get violent, though? That's another question, too, though. Even if we say, oh, my gosh, this poor deranged guy is at my house. I got to call the police and, and have him you know, leave my house. Um, why the violence? Not only the threats of violence, but the literal violence of kicking you literally in the butt on film, punching you in the face literally on film. They resort to um, pretty bad language as they just get livid uh, and they, they get trapped uh, in the We're truth. Not- well, I'll tell you why, Sam. You know, if I walked on the moon and someone said I didn't, that would be like throwing a feather at me. Why would I get mad at somebody if they hit me with a feather? But it was as if I was walking up to them in front of their wives and saying, hey, how's your mistress doing? I just talked to her. She says hello. You know, then they become mad because they're being exposed. For the, for the criminals there, it's so sad, Sam. The heroes of our nation are the biggest liars, and criminals. I think that's why the scripture says what is honorable among men is an abomination to God. And this is the sad state of our country. You know, these people who are being idolized and defended are the criminals who are embezzling $175 billion and creating treason against their fellow citizens. These are the ones that are called heroes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where good, calling good evil and evil good comes to play. Bart's evil. The mainstream press in bed with the NASA folks and government are good, even though they're the ones that literally lied. They're faking something they cannot prove. Then what they want to say is, you guys, you guys haven't proved we didn't go to the moon. You guys haven't proved we didn't go. I'm saying I need you to prove that you went. Unclassify the information, Donald. Uh, let's go ahead and confront these scientists confront these supposed experts with the facts and let's have an open candid dialogue and let the american people decide so not only did bart go to all these scientists and all these um, astronauts but he also went to to the journalistic world uh, formerly his friends in many cases and they have an interesting reaction as well we're only halfway through this blockbuster interview ladies and gentlemen with bart civil civil.com S-I, or Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L, I should say it correctly, Sibrel.com. Um, do you still believe there's a free press outside of government control, ladies and gentlemen? Are the Apollo moon landings staged by NASA and controlled by the CIA? Our one in the can, two coming up, don't go anywhere. We declare this nation shall endure. <laughs> 